All right, here's something a little different. We had a conversation. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. Interviews are when you already know what the answers are going to be and you ask those questions. Conversations are when you're going to learn something new. And I learned some new stuff today. Today I talked with Lula Insurance founder Michael. Oh, I didn't get Mike's last name. Hmm. I should work on that. See, these are, an interview would know where all these things. A conversation, it's more casual. Yeah, I'm just a truck driver. What do I know? So anyway, here's the deal. Lula, they, they're an insurance company, but they do something a little different. They do Class A trucks. And what it is is you pay for the insurance for the day that you use the insurance or use your truck. So let's say, for example, price of fuel goes up and you decide you're going to park the truck for a week. Well, that's you don't pay for those days that you don't drive the truck. So you don't pay for insurance. Problem solved. You know, there's a base fee, but it depends on you know, the year of your truck and everything. Now, they don't go below before 2000. It's 2000 on up, and it's Class A trucks. So just give them a call and check it out. You'll find the contact information in the show notes. There's a link there. If you use the link, you'll get like 100 bucks off your first bill. I think it's what the deal is. And then the show gets a kickback too, so I can buy a new camera. Wouldn't that be nice? Don't you just want me to get a new camera? I don't need a new microphone. Everybody says I talk too much already. But anyway, the reason why I like it, I think it's interesting. Now, keep in mind, I am a company driver, so I won't be getting insurance. Okay, so I don't have a lot of experience with this. But I like the idea that if you know if you don't have anything going on or you want to take time off that you can park the truck and you don't have to pay for the insurance and i think that's that's pretty cool now i'm not sure what um you know an insurance on a truck is on a monthly basis i have no idea but anyway i think it's worth checking into you know and uh you know when it comes to you know insurance and permits and things like this you know you really need to keep up on that stuff and you need to you know keep the cost down as much as you can because you are, as an independent operator, owner-operator, you are running a business. And everything that you spend is less money than you put in your own pocket. So I think it's really important to keep an eye on this kind of stuff. And insurance is a big deal. If you don't have insurance, you know, you're toast. So, you know, give these guys a call. Another thing they'll do, they'll vet your drivers for you, which I, I don't know if I talked about that already, but that's huge. And... You know, you get a small fleet, they'll they'll vet your drivers for you, look at their history, give you a report on that. And that's kind of cool, too, because you want to really give your $80,000 truck to somebody who can't drive or got a bad history. Of course you don't. Who would? You know, and, you know, like, you know, someone could come in and they sound like the perfect driver, and then before you know it, they're selling your stuff on the streets of L.A. It's happened before. Or just recently, like we heard in that news story, a uh, guy got upset and killed his trainer, and then they brought the truck back. And, oh, I don't know what happened to the guy. He left. Yeah, of course you did. Maybe that guy had issues. Maybe a criminal history. I don't know. But it certainly would have been good to look into before they sent him out, right? Yeah. There's a lot of things that could go wrong. So anyway, there's an interview with Michael from Lula Insurance. Like I said, there's a link in the show notes. Check it out. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy I'm hoping to do more interviews in the future. I, You know... I think it's because I'm shy. That might have something to do with it. But if you want to talk about trucking, you got an interesting story, give me a call. 414-666-1926. Or email me at Kingfish Cafe or Kingfish Trucking. Try Kingfish Trucking. That's my other email address. I don't use it much, but maybe I should just use tie that into the show. 
should be interesting. Anyway, contact me at one of those two places, Kingfish Trucking or King at gmail.com or Kingfish Cafe at gmail.com or 414-666-1926. The 414 number, uh, you know, the 666-1926, that number goes to a voicemail. It's a Google voicemail. I never pick it up, so just call there. I've had people call me there and uh, give me more insight into stories that I've talked about. And I thought that was kind of cool. Like the one lady called me up and she told me about uh, how Amazon drivers, they make them take a photo. And I thought that was kind of draconian. But then she told me it's because they have people that will run on each other's licenses. And this is the way that Amazon can prove that it's the right person driving the truck. And I was like, I never thought about that. So that was kind of cool. I don't want to be, I don't want to think I'm right. I want to know, I want to get the, I want to get the story right. And if there's something I ever miss, by all means, call up and straighten me out. I'll put a retraction up there, or I'll put you on, and we can talk about it. Either way, the more I know, the better off I'm going to be. That's the way I feel about it. And I'm not afraid to be wrong. Oh, if I was, I'd be in a lot of... If, I, if it bothered me to be wrong, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> I'd have a lot of problems, because I'm wrong all the time. But I try, so you know how it is. But uh, drivers are all going to stick together. So anyway, here's the interview, and, and then look for the, sh the link in the show notes. All right, have a great day, and, and uh, talk to you all later. Bye. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish, right here. Now, all right, here we are on the 6th of April. Tomorrow we're going to release this on the 7th of April. And we're talking with Lula Insurance. We're talking to Michael, who's in charge over there. So what do you want to talk about, Mike? Or actually, I'm the one who's got all the questions because I am know nothing about insurance. <laughs> and you are the man. You are the expert on insurance for me. Yeah, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you get, giving me the opportunity to come on and have this conversation with you. And like you mentioned, I'm happy to go ahead and answer all things insurance and uh, trucking and owner operators uh, for you. Well, that's good. The, the big thing, you your, your take on insurance is different, though. I mean, it's not like, you know, like this isn't like a regular insurance thing where you just pay by the month, you know, like, and then you're paying forever. No, your thing is completely different. Can you explain how it's different than everybody yeah. else's? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I learned, and my older brother is a trucker, and he has a trucking company, but one of the things that I learned is the average truck driver in America today drives about four to five days out of the week. And so when you extrapolate that over the course of a full year, you're looking at 200 to 220 days out of the year that the truck is on the road. And yet you find that the actual that the average trucker is paying for 365 days of coverage, even though they are only out on the road for 200 to 220 days out of the year. And so in many ways, truck drivers are overpaying. And we said, hey, 
this should not be the case anymore. This should not be the case in today's world of, of technology and innovation. And so what we said is there has to be a better way. And so what Lula provides, and we're extremely proud of this, Lula provides a way for truckers to actually get a fairer, more affordable insurance offering. And what I mean by that is with Lula, if you are a truck driver, you pay us $250 a month. And that's a flat monthly subscription fee. And then anytime your truck goes out on the road, you pay for insurance coverage for, for that day. So it's a pay per day insurance model. So if you're only driving three days out of the month or four days out of the month, then you go ahead and you're only paying for the insurance for those three or those four days out of the month. If you're driving for 15 or 16 or 20 days out of the month, then you're only paying for 15, 16, 20 days of coverage. And so not only does Lula provide this type of insurance coverage and this type of insurance offering, but our goal is also to be your insurance partner. So for example, one of the things that we noticed is many of our customers don't know how to manage claims and also don't want to manage claims. They want to be driving trucks. They want to be on the road. And so we even do things like, hey, if you want us to manage your claim or to process your claim, we can do that on your behalf as well. And so our goal is when you come to Lula, you not only get insurance coverage, through one of our partners, but we actually become your insurance partner and handle all things insurance for you and your business. Oh, I think that's so, if I go on vacation, boom, I just call you up. I'm gonna drop the insurance for the week, go on vacation, don't pay for the week that I'm off, uh, enjoy my vacation. So it's actually easier than that because you can actually just log into your account on the website and you can access that through a laptop, a computer, you can access that through your phone and you can just go ahead and mark the calendar that your vehicles uh, for the days that your vehicles will not be on the road. And one thing that we're releasing in the next couple of weeks, which we're extremely excited about is for those truck drivers that do have electronic logging devices like Keep Trucking, Samsara, Geotab, we are actually integrating with these ELT providers. And so you actually won't even need to go onto a website or open up your phone. As soon as the vehicle moves more than 50 feet, an insurance policy will actually kick into place. And then when that vehicle is parked, the insurance policy actually essentially goes into sleep mode so that you're not paying for that. And oh. yeah, that's fully automated. So at that point, you don't need to make any phone calls. You don't need to log into a website. You don't need to log into a portal. All of that's fully automated with your electronic logging device. Oh, I think that's a good deal because somewhere down the line, there's going to be somebody that said, oh my God, I didn't get, I didn't cut it in. Absolutely. Absolutely. And our perspective is how do we make the customer experience as easy as possible? And so that's where you see the beauty of technology come into play. We're able to go ahead, put ourselves in our customer's shoe. We know that our customers are looking at, are having to, prepare their truck. They're making, they're, they're oftentimes having to strap goods into the trailers and whatnot. And oftentimes the last thing they're going to have on their mind is, oh man, let me log into my accounts and book this episode or book this policy. And so we said, no, no, we want to make it as easy as possible for them. Oh, well, that makes sense. Cause the last thing, like when I'm loading up, I'm truck driving myself. Last thing I'm thinking about is, you know, I'm thinking, you know, where's my food for the week? Where's my bedding? Where's, what do I, what do I need to get through the week? 
you know, one last phone call is, is that much better for, for everybody, especially where you're going to see a lot of people coming over here that are just starting to drive. You're absolutely correct. And then, you know, with the, you know, and, and you get people that are even coming to the country, they may not even know the laws. Mm-hmm. So, so I would imagine you're going to be going through a lot of that, a lot of, uh, uh, uh advice, you know, Absolutely. So we have a full safety and compliance team in-house. And so we feel, and again, this goes back to, we want to be your insurance partner. We want to make sure that year after year, you continue to get affordable rates, you get fair rates. And one of our frustration points is a lot of insurance brokers and a lot of insurance companies just tell you, hey, you have to do X, Y, Z to keep your premium rates lower. But they don't really assist you much. And so one of the things that we do is we have a safety and compliance team internally at Lulab so that we can help further enable our customers to be better, safer truck drivers, owner operators, fleet managers, etc. And so I'll just give you a quick example. One of the things that we've done is we've actually We'll send things out like this to all of our customers. We make things like this available to all of our customers. And what is this? This is a DOT guidebook. So this is literally a full guidebook on how you interact with the DOT. What do regulatory requirements look like? What what does compliance look like? What should you be doing? What should you not be doing? And these are just some of the steps that we take to make sure that we enable our customers to reach their full potential when it mean, when it comes to driving in a safe and compliant manner. Oh, I think that's brilliant because a lot of guys are getting in industry now. There's a lot of owner operators and we're getting a lot of, you know, because of the driver shortage, we're attracting people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And they're obviously not going to, they're not going to understand the culture to begin with. Plus the driving culture is, you know, very unique as it is. Plus, you got uh, rules, regulations. Things are going to be completely different from where they came from, and so any information that you can help them with what they do that seems just brilliant to me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, any the safer, the more people know, the more comfortable they are, the better secure they're they're secure about their situation. The safer the drivers are going to be. That's good for everybody. That's good for me. Yeah, and one of the things one of the things we often tell our our, our our customers is, hey, we're not trying to put these requirements. We're not telling. We're not re- like when we talk about forward facing cameras. When we talk about electronic logging devices, it's not because the insurance carriers or the insurance companies, or because we want to be the bad guys and we want to be like your big brother, just looking at all of this data, trying to collect as much data as possible from you. It's not the case. It's actually very often times to benefit the drivers and the, com- the, the, the companies themselves. And I'll give you a few examples of how that works. So if you go ahead and you let an insurance provider or you let an insure tech company like Lula go ahead and connect to your ELD devices, if you're a safe driver, at the point of renewal, we can actually go to your insurance company and say, hey, Charles should have better rates than what he currently has because we have 12 months of driving history and he's a very safe driver, right? So that's number one. Number two, today, most fatalities on the road are a direct result of a collision or an accident involving some sort of truck, right? And whenever you go to a jury trial and the companies are being sued, typically one of the things that lawyers do is lawyers like to use what's referred to as reptilian theory to try to get the jury 
to side with the other party and go against the trucking company. And so one of the things that things like forward-facing cameras do is in instances where truck drivers are involved in an accident, you can actually use forward-facing cameras. You can actually use a lot of this data to show, hey, the truck driver, this owner-operator was not at fault. The fault was of the other party. And by the way, here's data and here's actual evidence that we are not at fault. And so I think a lot of times truckers, owner-operators, fleet managers think that the insurance companies are just like trying to be this big brother watching over you 24-7. And typically that's not the case. A lot of these requirements are not only beneficial to the insurance company, they're actually beneficial to you as the trucker. Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a firm advocate for forward-facing cameras. I have one. Unfortunately, when I was involved in an incident where the truck got thrown through the air, the forward face the dash cam got blown out the window and nobody knows where it went mm -hmm. it just disappeared along with my seven inch gps it just disappeared in the wind wow oh, yeah who would ever think that would happen but i have uh on the youtube channel i do the twk trucking with kingfish youtube channel i have posted a couple of deer strikes on there and uh, not so much to show how gory they are or anything like that but to show how they can come out of nowhere you know, what I've done is I took the, the footage and then I, I just the exposures. You can actually see the deer a little bit better, but they'll just run out of nowhere. Just run out of nowhere right in front of you. And it doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter what you do. You got to hit the deer because if you swerve, you're just going to do more damage and it's going to cause more problems. Mm -hmm. So then you got to take out the deer. And then, of course, when it does that, it rips out the front bumper, which is made of plastic and like metal, you know, and then it also just in my case, it destroyed the uh the avoidance collision system, which uh, is kind of ironic when you think about it. And trying to get those parts today is almost impossible. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, I'm sure you're running across that trying to, you know, guys trying to get their trucks fixed and they can't find chips or parts or, you know, those kind of things. It's just ridiculous. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I recently met a trucker who's hit 38 deer in his oh. career. He's got me beat. I only got an eight, 18. Yeah, that's a lot. I would say you're among the most I've met. Well, I was at the uh, at the company I worked for. They 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 were just doing inner city Chicago stuff, oh, okay. and they're they're like, "Oh, do you know what you do if you hit a deer?" And I go, "Yeah, you just hit it, and you know you don't you know you don't feel good about it. You know you really don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I'm hungry enough, I'll go out there with a spoon, but to hit it with a truck is just ridiculous. You know what I mean? And I and I just don't want to do it. So what happened is. So you, he's like, well, you know, we got a guy with a record. He's never been, you know, we're never going to be, no one's ever going to top it. How many deer do you have? And I go, hey, uh, but at that point it was 16. I'm like 16. He goes, oh, I go, what's the record? He goes nine. I go, oh, lucky, lucky me. And they're looking at me all crazy. Like, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a crossroad. I'm a, you know, I drive across the country, you know, well, you're more likely to run over a human being in Chicago than you are a deer. Yeah. I said, you know, I said, I've never run, you know, I've only run over a couple of people. So, it, you know, it, it wasn't my fault. The dude jumped off an overpass. All right. He was running from the cops. Dude run, was running from an over, running from a cop, jumped off the overpass and he landed right in front of the truck. Do you want to, and I was a new driver. Do you want to know how tight I got? Oh my God. That was miserable. Ugh. But it was over seven years ago. So I can talk about it now. Okay.
but uh yeah that was a nightmare but yeah deers you know these these unexpected things happen and if you swerve you're going to do more damage maybe you'll hit somebody you go off the road uh slide on some ice who knows so you got to yeah. hit the deer one yeah. time one jumped out of the center medium and then got hung his hoof around the mirror so when i learned i turned to my left and he was like inches away from my face and i was like and i just woke up too and i was like oh jesus christ what the hell and then uh then he his other hoof like raised up in the air and i think he was giving me the hoof and then he and then he kind of slid off the truck and then i pulled over and the guy that was in a bunk was like what was that what was that i go i'm not really sure and and was did it die on impact or you had to you had to basically kill it no it hit the ground and then it took it took off i never i never saw it after it hit the ground oh wow okay i'm assuming that it uh uh you know unfortunately it died but there's a lot of adrenaline these get, things can take off. One time I, I hit an elk. I went in this shop in uh, Wyoming and I said, and I don't know the difference between elk and deer. I said, and this woman was a mechanic. She was like six foot five, Thor's little sister. You know, she's a pretty lady, but she was like huge, right? Yeah. And, you know, she's like, uh, I said, hey, I hit a deer. Can you help me out? I'm trying to get home. She reaches up, grabs a hair off the hood, and some looks at it, ruffles it, smells it. That ain't no deer. I can't do her voice because my voice doesn't go deep enough. So that ain't no deer. And I go, oh, oh, oh what was it? What was it? I'm only five nine, so I'm looking up. And, oh, and she had a big wrench in her hand. Yeah. You know, it was like something out of a bad movie, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like you know, she was slapping the wrench in her hand. And I, I go, what is that? She goes, that there's an elk. And I go, how can you tell the difference? I wouldn't be no good woman, woman, if I didn't know the difference between an elk and a deer. And I looked at her. I'm like, uh. Uh, I'm I'm married. And she what? I said nothing, nothing, just nothing. Just she kind of scared me. I mean, she was she knew her stuff, and I mean, it was a real woman. But I mean, it was just like she was like. And I thought, wow. So this is this is what little this is what little girls are upset about when big guys hit on them. Okay, I get it. She wouldn't hit on me, but I was like, I was just intimidated, you know. And I shouldn't have been, but it was just kind of goofy. I was chilling, shocked from hitting that stupid elk. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, this is the most fun podcast I've ever done. Oh, man, you got to have fun. Nobody, otherwise, nobody will, you know, the, what's the point of being serious, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I know everything about insurance. That's what I got you for here. If I knew everything about insurance, I wouldn't have to talk to you. Mm -hmm. But see, this is the thing. You're going to see things and know things that you don't even know you know because you're in the industry. Yeah. Now, let's talk about this. Let's say... Now, I was reading on your FAQ, which I always go to everybody's FAQ. Always read everybody's FAQ and always read the plaques on the buildings. You know, if you ever go to a building, always read the plaque because you could be inside a, a building and you'll be like, oh, I didn't know that they signed, you know, whatever here, or they did this here, you know, that kind of thing. Always read the plaques on the buildings. So it says here, what type of vehicles you cover? You say tractor trailers, flatbeds, reefers, dry vans, open top trailers, log trucks, car haulers. Okay. That's that seems like it's a pretty good wide assortment, and then everything must be two thousand or newer, right? Yeah. So to your point, typically class eight trucks, anything that falls within class eight, we typically work with. We are expanding to class trip to class six, but right now it's class eight, which is what you just alluded to. And then in terms of two thousand or newer, you're correct. We will make exceptions from time to time. For example, if the engine's been rebuilt or you do have documentation showing that the vehicle is in good conditions from like your mechanic. But for the most part, uh, typically the trucks that we accept into our program have to be in the year 2000 or newer. And again, that goes back to, it might be annoying, but 
not only is in the is it in the best interest of the insurance company, but more, most importantly, it typically is in the best interest of our customers as well to have newer, more recently, but to have newer equipment. Well, that makes sense because anything much older than that is going to be more and tear. You're going to have more issues, and then the more it costs, the more it costs you. The more it costs you, the more you got to charge everybody else because it's almost exactly. like a pool, right? You know, the, okay, so here's the question. Let's say, for example, uh, like I do a lot of a lot of truck shows, like, you know, like Iowa 80, things like that. Now, let's say somebody has, um, let's say like a 1985 cab over. Nobody has cab overs anymore. Well, actually, Montana, there seem to be quite a few of them. For some reason, the short wheelbase cab overs that can turn on a dime are all over Montana, but you don't see them in Chicago, which doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Because you think they would be more important in Chicago than they would in Montana, which is like a lot of room. But let's say, let's say a, guy got, a guy's got a show truck or something. You know, have you thought about expanding? Like he's going to, he's going to take it out maybe like 10 times a year or something. You know, have you thought about expanding in that type of area? No, actually, I think you bring up a very, very good point. That's potentially extremely interesting market for us. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make note of that right now. But now I had not thought about that transparently. Yeah, because when I like when I went to, uh, if you go to the, uh, I'll plug myself, the YouTube channel, TWK, there's a cab over video on there. And there's like 130 cab overs in this short little video. It's just a bunch of pictures. Boom, boom, boom. And every one of them is 2,000 or more because they stopped making these things around 97, 98. Mm-hmm. 99 which is funny because with 97 90 you couldn't give these things away yeah but now they're worth you know they're they're worth their weight in gold wow. try to get one try to get one now and it's crazy of course try to get parts for one too but i'm thinking like you know like you go to like iowa 80 or uh any of the bigger shows or like matt's you know the mid-american truck show which i wanted to go but i didn't get to this year um you'll see a lot of older show trucks you know or you go to shell rotella You'll see like a lot of 97, 98s. And then there's guys that are trying to avoid the, you know, the the ELD stuff. But I would think the show trucks, that might be interesting because there's a lot of guys. They're not, I don't know how that works with insurance, but they're not going to want to pay up the arm for 12 months when they're not working and they're just show trucks. Yeah, I'm going to look into that. And depending on what happens there, hopefully we, uh, we can give a shout out to TWK. And uh, when our customers say, Hey, we love this product. I'll give you props. Oh, that'd be cool. I love it. See that there's my million dollars right there. My million dollar idea. If, yeah. if it works, that would be great. You know, nobody else listens to me. So you're stuck with me, Lula. You're stuck with me because my yeah. wife, my wife used to actually be a dispatcher. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is? Uh, this is when we, we, I started off at Schneider years ago. Do you know how hard it is to hit on a, on a girl that works with a trucking company that has like 50,000 drivers? Yeah, because she probably gets hit on all the time. Yep, it's it was uh, uh, it's certainly not because of my good looks. I can assure. I was gonna you. say it just means you have game. Oh man, I was working it, but I I just uh, I well actually what I told her was I said uh, I was on a break room. I said, hey, uh, you want to go to dinner? And she's like, well, I, I don't know. And I said, look, here's the deal. I got a child support payment hearing tomorrow. They're gonna take away every dime I have. I said, let's go to dinner tonight and pretend like I got some money. And she's like, what? And I go, yeah, yeah. I said, you, you know, she goes, well, I don't know. I said, you look like a lobster kind of girl. Let's go get some lobster. I said, but don't worry. I can't ask you out again after this because I'll be broke the next 16 years or 15 years or whatever it was. And she goes, well, okay. I've been going out with her ever since. That was over 25 years ago. 
Wow. I have to say that's probably the wildest pickup story I've heard. And it was honest, too, because I literally went to court the next day and they took away every time I had. So you, were you broke for the next 15 years or you, you were good? Pretty much. Okay. Never, when you're paying child support, never buy a convertible because they will take you back to court. Okay. Good, good to know. <laughs> Never buy a convertible or anything expensive. I still got the convertible, and I got the I got the wife still, but I got a uh, it was a two thousand Mustang convertible, and then uh, apparently my ex wife didn't appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it went up. I went. I think it went from like five hundred up to like nine fifty or something a month. Wow! And I was like, darn it, darn it. And it was I don't know, it, but it's hard as a truck driver. It's very hard to get home. You want to see your kid. You know, I didn't date anybody for years because I didn't want to. There wasn't enough time. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're on the yeah. Journey. Yeah. And I, I spent it with Justin. And then, of course, I took Justin with me over the road. And I said, What'd you think? And he goes, uh, I don't want to be a truck driver. And I said, Good. Good. Do something else. But I, I must admit, I got lucky. We got a flat tire and we broke an airline. And so it was cool because I was like, Oh, thank goodness. Because then he got to see um, what it was like, you know, over the road. You know, yeah, like, yeah. sometimes I'm late. Then we got to West Memphis and he lived in was we lived in Green Bay and he's like, mechanics like, well, what'd you think about West Memphis? And Justin, he's like, Well, there sure is a lot of black people around here. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh shit. And the mechanics are laughing. He goes, Yep, yep, we own West Memphis, all right. So he understood that Justin wasn't being weird or nothing, you know. I thought it was kind of funny. I was, at first I was like, Oh, I hope he doesn't take that wrong. Because he doesn't mean it that way. Yeah, absolutely. So when you say class six, would that include, because it says here, you, you don't do sprinter vans, oversized loads, or buses and RVs. I could see oversized because that'd be like a really specialty thing. Yeah, and like box trucks too. And the reason for that right now is we're just waiting to get a bit more data on what losses look like, what accidents look like there. And the reason for that is there's a direct correlation between how often a truck stops how many accidents have it's involved in. So if you have a truck that is in the city, is making stops every two, every five minutes, that's much more likely to be involved in an accident than a truck that's just driving on a straight road for a thousand miles, right? And so that's typically why we prefer class eight trucks for now. And then we are working on a class six trucking program. Well, that makes sense. Cause you know, like me, I got, you know, I go across the country, like Chicago, Spokane back, uh, L.A. and back, this last year, my Billings and back. And for the most part, other than these deer that keep jumping in front of me, um, you know, I, I won't see any accidents, don't have any issues whatsoever. Yeah. Unless it's, you know, bad weather or something. But you can you can stop for that at least. But in the city, you know, you're more, like you said, you're more likely to get hit. So if you see a city guy who's you know who does all the city stuff if he goes a million miles without hitting in an accident that's a huge milestone i mean that's huge that's much more harder to get than a guy who's uh, over the road guy like myself yeah I, I think it's one of the things i always tell people one of the things that i always tell people that's important to know is just a fun practice or fun exercise next time you're on the road and you're just driving down the highway or the turnpike Look at all the trucks that pass by you. Look how much better shape and condition they are in than the box trucks you see going through your city. The box trucks you see going through your city are all beat up. They're all dented. They're all scratched. And what you often have to think about is literally every single one of those dents, every one of those scratches 
typically represents like an incident in which they hit something or somebody hit them. That makes a lot of sense. And I could see where they would, you know, insurance would cost more for those guys and it'd be a whole nother thing. Uh, I, as a, I got three and a half million unless you count the deer and the wind and some of the other, it's all, it's not my fault. None of it's my fault. Yeah. I'm a driver. It's that guy's fault. Yeah. It's, it's mother nature, but, um, uh, I've been pretty lucky for the most part, but like you said, it's, you know, we don't want to have to talk to you guys, but when you're there, it's amazing how nice we are to insurance guys when we mess up and we screw up. Yeah, right. You know, oh, those damn insurance guys. And then the, after that accident, oh, my God, thank God you're there. I need to talk to you. Yeah. It's amazing how an attitude can change. Mm -hmm. So it says, so driver, you have driver vetting tools. I take it. Now, what is that going to go? What's that all about? Now, what that does is one of the things that one of the value props that we provide our, our, our customers is Oftentimes in the trucking space, you're just hiring people left and right, and you have such high turnover that you're just literally just looking at anybody and you're like, yep, let's go ahead and hire them, right? They can drive, let's hire them. What we've seen in the last 12 to 18 months is that's actually caused a lot of headaches for a lot of these owner operators and these smaller fleets or just fleets in general. And the reason is you're essentially hiring people. You're having them drive under your own authority. You're having put you're having them put your company potentially at risk of extreme liability. And yet you don't know whether that person's been convicted of any felonies, if they've been convicted of any serious crimes. You don't actually know if they've been arrested in the last week or two. And so one of the things that we provide our companies is, hey, you guys are onboarding and you guys are hiring so frequently when you go ahead and you add a customer, when you add a driver to the fleet, we can actually go ahead and assess their risk or we can actually vet the driver for you. So we can go ahead and pull their driving history. We can constantly, we can constantly monitor their MVRs, right? And so it's a tool that enables our customers to get a better sense of who their drivers are and who they're hiring. And it's just another tool that they can use to make their fleet and their business safer. Well, that makes a lot of sense to me because you're an owner operator. Let's say you're a small fleet owner. You own five or six trucks. So you don't have a huge resources like a big, like like the big mega carriers do. Mm -hmm. So, so you're doing it for them. But so let's say I, I let's say I have five trucks, you know, trucks are what? 80 grand, hundred grand now, mm -hmm. what, about 80, let's say 80 grand just for the sake of our, so I'm going to spend 80 grand. Now, if I put somebody in there that's not that's not not a good driver, or maybe he's got a criminal record, or you know, there's other issues, and I lose that truck, I just lost. Not only did I lose maybe eighty grand or whatever, but I lost the the, the earning potential of that truck. Plus, I got to deal with a bunch of paperwork, you know. And and so if 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 I know that this is a good guy, at least I'm ahead of the game right from the beginning. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're exactly correct. You're exactly correct. Yeah, I can't imagine. Um, yeah, we, we, we could, I think we got the gist of it. So here's what it is $250 a month. Then I can pay, then I just pay for every day that I use the truck. If I go on a vacation or, or the, let's say the price of fuel shoots to the roof and I feel like I'm not going to make any money this week, then I can park the truck and I'm not going to have the added expense of insurance plus everything else. So I don't have to worry about that burden. You're exactly correct. So that's, that seems like a big thing, especially right now, your timing on that one for that because it's like you got to pay for insurance you got to pay for this you got to pay for that so at least it minimizes it 
And then um, I can't think of anything, you know, there's so many things, but 2000 or newer. And then I want, I can't wait to hear about what you do with the show truck stuff. That would be interesting. And yeah, those man. guys are like, oh, go to one of these shows. These guys are like over the top with their care on their trucks. It's yeah. insane. I, it's funny. I saw some pictures the other day of, I saw some pictures the other day of, uh, of some of these trucks at uh, the Mid Atlantic show in, uh, I believe it was in Louisville, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the Macho. The, uh, that one's huge. It's, uh, I haven't been able to go to it, but I've driven by and it's just insane. Yeah, the amount of stuff that goes on there. It's been one I've been wanting to go to for a while. I tried to get a press pass for it, but they wouldn't give me a press pass. They're like, well, you don't have any written articles. I said, well, it's a, it's a, it's a podcast. It's, it's audio format. Mm-hmm. It, it, why would I write? And they're like, well, what do you want a press pass for? And I go, because I don't want to be an idiot walking around with a camera and a microphone. I want to, you know, I want some legitimacy so people actually know that I'm not, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're more likely to talk to you. So anyway, that's all I got. I know you got to run. Yeah. So if you got my, you got my email. Yeah, I we, do. Because we've sent, you know, thousands of them back and forth before we were able to arrange a time. Yeah, yeah. But um, thank you so much for this. It's been a pleasure. I I really appreciate it more than you know. So anyway, it was nice to meet you, Michael. I'm, I wish you success. I think you're going to have, I think you're going to, with the way things are going right now, I think this is perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. No, thank you, sir. I thank you. And any the safer the drivers that are out there, the maybe the safer I'll be. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, except for those deer. I think they're out to get me. <laughs> well, have a nice day, man. All right. Talk to you later, Michael. We'll do. Bye. All right. I had an outro recorded. I don't know what happened to it. Must have erased it accidentally. Anyway, here's the deal. There's a show link. There's a link in the show notes. Check it out. Uh, save you a hundred bucks. Um, you know, it sounds like a good deal to me. Especially if you're, you know, the high price of fuel and whatever. You can bow out. You can step to the side. You know, there's, there's, you know, if you have a lot of questions on this stuff, you know, best seriously call the experts. Call these guys. They're the ones that are going to answer your questions. Don't. Uh, you know, go by what I say, because like I said, I don't know them much. And these guys are, you know, they know the rules and the regulations and everything that goes around with insurance. And unfortunately, there's a lot and it's overwhelming for us regular guys. You know, you got to be in that industry working this stuff all the time to know what the real score is. And you need somebody on your side fighting for you. And it sounds like that's what these guys will do. They'll fight for you because the better they do for you, the better it is for everybody. You know, because if you spend all your money, how are they going to charge you for insurance? Right? Everything. So, anyway, sounds like a good deal. So, that being said, I got to go to bed because I got to go to work. And I got to do a test drive tomorrow, my yearly test drive. I'm going to watch a bunch of videos about boring things at work. So, drive safe, drivers. Remember, get over for tow trucks, get over for emergency vehicles. And look for the link in the show notes. There's also one for the hot logic that's in there too. And the little stove I use during the winter helps heat up my food. You know, just spring's almost here. We're almost there, drivers. We're almost to spring. I'll talk to you later. Peace out.
I'm Jamie Bordas of Bordas & Bordas. People frequently ask me what types of cases our law firm handles. In a nutshell, we handle cases where someone has been injured or killed or been mistreated by a corporation. This includes trucking accidents, medical or nursing home malpractice, explosions, insurance company misconduct, and exposure to toxins like asbestos. Whether someone has a case that's on the smaller end or one that's worth millions of dollars, we know how important it is to them, and we want to help fight for justice. Bordis and Bordis, fighting for justice. Get a $500 instant rebate plus $500 mail-in rebate on your Beko appliance purchase during Don's Appliances Anniversary Sale. April 4th through 9th, Don's has the area's largest in-stock appliances. Order today, have it tomorrow. Save 10% when you pick it up. Visit donsappliances.com.